Assalamu alaikum. You are listening to the Radiant Brilliant Show podcast with your host, Kimberly Kalima. Today, my guest will be Sharde Hassan. I have her on speaking regarding her new website release, and she also has an accompanying ebook that you'll get information on towards the end of the podcast about budget meals for every schedule. I'd like to welcome you to the Radiant Brilliant Show podcast, Sharde. Assalamu alaikum. Walaikum assalam. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. Thank you. Now, my first question to you, because they have a lot of new terms for social media these days is what in the world is a foodie and how did you realize that you were one? (laughs) Okay, so first, what is a foodie? To me, a foodie is someone who just finds the joy in food, learning about food, making food, it doesn't necessarily mean that, you know, you're you're someone who is on the professional side of things, but in today's time and space, you might consider yourself a foodie if you love double tapping food pictures on Instagram, if you love watching those uh, recipe videos that pop up on Facebook, if you are in cookbooks, or if you just, you know, give some thought and care to what you're eating or enjoying your food experience. So it really is um, a terminology that can fit for a lot of folks ranging from, you know, one side of the spectrum to another. Uh, And when it comes to my own identification as a foodie, I cannot remember a time where I didn't just enjoy the process of cooking and and learning about food. Um, From the time when I was a little girl, um, you know, I grew up in a household where both of my parents worked. And so there were a lot of quick meals that were made through the week, but I really cherish those times and look forward to those times when my mom and my grandma, my, my grandparents, both of them um, would have the time and the space and the energy to really put love into a meal. And so I, in my earlier, in my earliest memories, I identify, you know, food love feelings, you know, feeling that, that comfort and that happiness. And then as I grew older, um, I always had an interest. I loved watching cooking shows. I remember watching the Cajun cook and Julia Childs on PBS when I was a kid. And then, you know, getting into my adult space, I got married and I was like, oh, there's another person and we need to eat food. <laughs> and so that really jump-started um, my interest in the food where it is today. Now, you mentioned, you know, you got married and you had to feed another person. I'm in quite a few Facebook groups and one serious but not serious question that comes up for young men saying, women today don't know how to cook. They don't know how to cook. You know, they're getting married and everybody's been doing the fast food thing and easy prep thing. And you have your ebook for Real Good Food, and I'll ask you to provide the information on listeners who would like that. And it states that it's the beginner's home, the beginner home cook's essential guide to get you ready for start preparing and eating more meals at home. How do you think that it kind of got that way with the society of um, young women who really are like quick preparers as, as opposed to, you know, home cooked meals? Well, I mean, look, we're all busy. (laughs) And while I take pleasure in being the person in my household who cooks the meals, look, if I didn't have any children, I, you know, it's easy to get into a pattern of cooking less. The other, the flip side of that is something that I experience. you know, food is expensive. 
there are, you know, you could eat McDonald's for less than it costs you to make a meal at home. Now, there are definitely ways to, to, you know, maximize your budget when it comes to cooking at home, but it's easy. It's quick. It's efficient to, you know, do the takeout thing, do the fast food thing. And so, you know, that is a society, the society that we grow up in now. Um, we're, we're just now starting off in a generation where from a younger age, this convenience is so much more important than some of the other aspects of eating and preparing food. And so, you know, I, I did not, I didn't start where I am today. And look, I'm the person who says, you know, if you want to ask a woman, if she can cook, I want to know if you can build a house. Like, can you build me a house with your hands? Okay. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I don't want to put the expectation that women should need to know this. This is for people to know. Um, this is for men. This is for women. This is for people who just want to understand more about how to prepare food at home. I describe what my childhood was like growing up. I grew up in the, I was born in the 80s. I grew up in the 90s. So that was really kind of where this thing started, where we saw, you know, more convenience foods and more fast foods. And you just fast forward and it's just gotten worse over time. And so it's not a necessity to know how to cook in a lot of ways. And so I think uh, in some circles, it's a lost art. But I really do think that there's a lot of beauty um, and there's a lot of accomplishment in really taking a part and preparing the food that nourishes your body. That is a very, very good point. And, and I wanted to ask you that because I knew that you could break it down. There had been a shift in the way um, households and, and economics have been for the last 15 or 20 years, which could have lent to some of this. And you also kind of spoke out to who your audience is for this book, not just women. Um, there could be some men, there's somebody really looking for a couple of good meals to make, good, wholesome, nutritious meals that are budget friendly. And also, I know that uh, Ramadan is coming up, inshallah, we'll all be able to enjoy and participate in that. Are there some meals in here that you might suggest to families that are using for Ramadan in case they get your ebook the first, the next couple of weeks? Absolutely. So the ebook is really, it's called Stay Ready. The, the Home Cooks Essentials Guide. So it really lays a framework for preparing yourself to make food at home. If you're not someone who cooks on a very regular basis or you're just getting into cooking at home, it can seem really intimidating to go on the internet or look in a cookbook, pull up a recipe, and there are 19 ingredients on the list. But the truth is, number one, if you have an established stocked kitchen, nine times out of 10, you're going to have enough tools to get the outcome that you desire. The other part of that is the way that I cook is more about methods. You're going to be able to pull things out of that pantry, out of that spice cabinet to get the desired outcome for whatever it is that you want to make. So the, my ebook really outlines what I, you know, what I keep in my pantry. Here are the things that I use to make all kinds of food, all different kinds of international cuisine, meals in 30 minutes, slow cooked meals that take all day. Uh, this is really the core of the pantry items, the cookware items, and the tools that I use to be able to prepare almost any kind of food that you can think of. And so coming into the Ramadan season, inshallah, we all make it to celebrate that month. I always say to myself, you know, I need to start preparing some foods in advance for Ramadan. But we all, I mean, I'm just going to speak for myself. My spirit of Ramadan means my taste buds are fickle. <laughs> and so while we try to 
you know, one of one of the principles that we try to adhere to is to eat humbly and using, you know, what you have in your pantry, what you have in your refrigerator to create beautiful meals falls in line with that, you know, with that idea of eating humbly. And it also is budget friendly. It's convenient. If you have these core essentials in your pantry, you can pull them out and have a beautiful dinner, you know, in 30 minutes, 40 minutes or less. And that budget friendly is a magic word because, again, we did speak on economics. Could you give us an example of maybe, without giving away all your secrets, one meal that you could suggest is budget friendly for maybe a family of four or five? Sure, absolutely. So a great budget friendly meal that I always kind of use as a starting point is pasta. Pasta is very inexpensive. And there are so many things that you can make with pasta. I actually give an example in the ebook about using, starting out with just dried spaghetti noodles. With dried spaghetti noodles um, and different spices from your pantry, I give an example of how to take that spaghetti and turn it into a Greek pasta dish or take it in a totally different direction and create a, a Chinese lo mein dish. And so, you know, those are the kinds of things that you can keep in your pantry. And it's still spaghetti, but it can taste amazing. And in a thousand, you know, a thousand different ways, depending on how you put those things together. And so, you know, building a Ramadan kind of meal plan for me looks like making sure I have dried pasta, making sure I have um, rice. I love basmati rice. It's my favorite kind. Um, making sure that I have, uh, and again, all these things are in the essentials checklist. Do you have your spices and seasonings that you know that you, you know you're going to need to make dishes every day? Because it is a challenge, you know, for especially if you're working during the day to come home in the evening uh, and prepare your iftar meal when it's time to eat. The more ready you are in advance, the less burdensome it will be to go ahead and make that meal when you're at home. So look at the spice checklist. Uh, look at the, you know, you're having your base items like your pasta, your rice, um, your salad greens or, or whatever beans that you might like as a base for your different dishes. Uh, making sure that you have those items stocked. It's just a matter of adding in whatever vegetables that you want to use and whatever protein that you want to use. You mix that with the right flavor profile from your seasonings and sauces, and you can make any number of dishes any day of the week. I want to thank you for that because you made it sound kind of fancy, but you also made it sound doable. It is so doable. You know, I, another thing I have in the ebook, which you're going to need to download <laughs> to take a look at, is I have a recipe builder formula. Here are the elements that you need to identify in order to, to build a meal. So once you identify, you know, do I want to eat? I want Italian today. You know, I, I want some, I want teriyaki. I'm feeling kind of an Asian flair today. I'm feeling a, a Middle Eastern flair, you know, today. All you got to do is identify that and then plug in the pieces to this formula and you have dinner on the table. Uh, and that's what I mean when I say it's more of a methodology. Once you understand how to put a meal together, uh, when you go to your favorite restaurant, if you're not someone who is taking the time to really look at a dish, you don't really, all you taste is the final product. You taste everything together. But if you were to look at your favorite dish from a restaurant and you look at the different elements of that dish, when you look at the sauce, when you look at the different seasonings that are added to it, 
You know, I always tell my husband, you know, the question of what's for dinner is such a difficult question because when you look at cuisines around the world, it's really just the same ingredients in different combinations and different ratios. (laughs) You see the consistency in different ingredients across different, the way that people eat food in different cultures, um, which is another thing that I allude to in the ebook. I give you a list of, of spices that I keep stocked in my pantry, and then a, a list of different ways that you can use those seasonings to achieve certain flavor profiles. Because it, you know, we're all eating the same things, but just in different ways, and we're adding our different little flares to them. So I am looking online because I did click the link to go to download your free ebook. And there's a lot of information, but it says you've got to get the ebook. And you've spoken on a couple of things that I think has piqued some interest with some people because you've made it sound not so hard. What's uh, one or two ways that people can either find out about your Real Good Food website or to get the ebook itself? Absolutely. So shardayhassan.com, that's S-H-A-R-D-A-E-H-A-S-A-N.com is my home base. From shardayhassan.com, you can click the ebook link up in the right-hand corner and it will take you to the form. Uh, I need your email address because that's how I'm going to send you the ebook. So from shardayhassan.com, you can get the ebook download you can look at recipe posts. So in, you know, the other aspect of what I'm doing, not just the education piece on, you know, what what you can use in a well-stocked kitchen and how to use them, I'm also providing you with specific recipes, things that I've tested, things that I make in my real kitchen every day uh, for my family that includes three children. So we definitely have some kid-approved recipes there. So you can find those actual recipes. Um, And from there, you can also link to all of my social media platforms. So shardayhassan.com is going to be your springboard. And that's where you can get access to the uh, ebook download, as well as view recipes and connect with me on all the other platforms, including Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. Now, just so people won't think that you're a Johnny come lately, what are some things that you have been able to do in your community with the cooking abilities that you have? Sure. You know, my I married into a cooking family. And so, um, you know, my husband's family, my father-in-law, my mother-in-law are the originators of Hassan's chicken. And if you were a Muslim in the in the really nationally, but more so, you know, on the West Coast and the Southeast, you've probably had Hassan's chicken at a banquet. And so when I came into, you know, the space of my in-laws who you know, are just amazing in their own right. Um, They created this whole, I I really don't know what to call it, but a dynasty of recipes that are renowned both inside and outside the Muslim community. So again, I married, when I got married, I was, I was 20. So I married into a family who was already very active in, you know, providing food in the Muslim community. And also outside of that, my in-laws had a restaurant in their hometown of Statesville, North Carolina, So I really started getting into the food and catering piece on the professional side through them. Um, And during that time, I also got my bachelor's degree in hospitality management. And so I learned so much about the hospitality industry, uh, both the business side as well as the practical side um, of implementing those things in the food in food service. 
Uh, and that was back in 2006. So, you know, we've done tons of catering, um, the National Muslim Business Conference, you know, banquets, all kinds of things uh, within the community, and also providing those same services for the public at large. Uh, catering was something that I did uh, catering as well as cake baking. I also did wedding cakes and desserts uh, for several years until some things in the economy really started to make it more difficult. Around 2008 and 2009, when the prices for everything just went sky high, um, it made sense for us to kind of pivot and go in a different direction because, you know, the business aspect of food service was really difficult at the time. So in addition to my personal interest with food, I've also been very hands-on um, with food and food in the Muslim community for a very long time. So it sounds like you're bringing a wealth of knowledge and also applied experience. So you'll know if somebody says, oh, I wanted to try this and this spice didn't go with this, or I wasn't sure which which tool to use because there are so many cooking apparatuses available now um, that they're hawking since people are actually getting back into what you're saying, home cooked meals. Are any of your recipes able to be adapted toward vegetarian or vegan eating? Absolutely. Um, you know, whenever I post, I say, you know, what do you guys want me to try, experiment? What do you want to see? I always get an overwhelming response from vegans. <laughs> and you know, I am, I love food. And so the idea of like totally blocking out different types of food forever is not really something that I can honestly commit to. But I have been vegetarian for a stint of two consecutive years. Um, I have eaten vegan for, I think like six consecutive months. So I definitely have some experience um, in different you know, adjusting to different dietary needs. Uh, right now, I personally, I'm eating keto, which is uh, very low carb, uh, good fats and proteins. So my experience is not just with one type of food or another. There are lots of recipes that can be adapted to vegetarian or vegan lifestyles. Um, and I do try to note that as necessary. One of the recipes that I have is for buffalo cauliflower, um, which is just... First of all, delicious, uh, great for an appetizer, great for a snack, great chicken nugget substitute. Uh, but the recipe is written as vegetarian. And then I give instructions for how to make it vegan as well. This is great because you're touching on all the different eating lifestyles that are that are available right now um, as people discover them. So I cannot wait to share this information with other people. And speaking of sharing, I'll make sure that I include the links to your Real Good Food website. I want you to understand how clean and easy this website is to navigate also. Um, you don't have to be a brain surgeon to understand what you're talking about and the way that you have it broken down. Was that part of your formula as well to make it user-friendly? Absolutely. Um, I think it's easy when you're dealing with technology. There are so many apps, software, tools, um, there's a lot of things that can make it complicated for people to access information. I spent, you know, in addition to doing food, I've spent, I have an entire career of experience working in HR and training. And if you want someone to engage with you, if you want someone to understand anything, something, you should make it easy. <laughs> and so it's definitely something that I kept in mind um, when designing my site um, and really putting thought into how can I make it as easy as possible? 
one of the ways that I've done that is to make the user interface just super easy. Because like I said, if you want someone to, to get something, just make it easy for them. I, I wanted everything to be clean. That's also my personality. Just a clean design, simple lines. A, a couple years ago, I started learning about minimalism. And while I'm not someone who's going to you know, throw out everything in my, in my house and live in a white box, one thing that I take from that is uh, you know, leaving out things that are not necessary. So it's definitely something that I kept in mind. One person that I saw while actually visiting your site and navigating, you know, surfing, having the best time of my life was a young lady named B. Smith. And she's one person that I admired for decades. Can you tell us a little bit about her and her influence over what you do? You know, I grew up in Eastern North Carolina, New Bern, North Carolina, 252. Um, and like I said, I grew up watching things like Food Network and, and the Cajun Cook and Julia Child. But there were very few faces that looked like mine in the food and lifestyle world. And I remember distinctly the first time that I saw the show B. Smith with Style. I didn't know who this woman was, but I remember just seeing her and everything about her exuded the highest level of class and excellence. Everything about this woman commanded your attention and demanded your respect. You know, once I started to learn more about, you know, her life and all the things that she had accomplished, it, it was just very major for me to see a woman of color in that space. There were there were so few at the time. There are still not many today. And one of my goals is to become one of those faces in the food and lifestyle industry. But I just remember the impact of seeing what she was accomplishing with her. You know, like I said, I was introduced to her through her TV show, B. Smith with Style, but she's a restaurateur. She was the first African-American woman to have um, a line of, uh, of home products in Bed Bath & Beyond, which is major when, you know, her contemporaries in this field uh, that we, you know, that people know today are Paula Dean, the pioneer woman, Rachel Ray. The kind of impact that those ladies are having today is what B. Smith was pioneering in, in the 90s and the 2000s. And so the way that she, you know, she started out her career in modeling and some hosting and really saw an opportunity and jumped into it with all of the passion and authenticity that, you know, she brought with her to everything that she did. And it was just so major to me to see that influence and to see her uh, be able to achieve so much over the decades of her career. I just wanted you to elaborate on it because I know I'd be partial. I've been waiting for another her or other people like her, like yourself, that look like you, talk like you, that you can relate to, that are still bringing that level of class and education and exposing people to lifestyles they may not be familiar with and showing them how it's doable. Now, since you mentioned that she was an African-American entrepreneur and you yourself are one, what are some of the challenges that women may face today who are trying to go on the same journey, consolidating their ideas into something that they want to project to the world? What are some challenges that, that may hit them and how can they overcome them? I think the biggest challenge is, is yourself and, and believing that what you have is of value to other people. Everything that you have learned, everything that you know about the, the topic of your passion, you have bought and paid for. You have 
you know, you've learned the hard lessons, you have experimented, you have fallen down, you have gotten back up, whatever it is that you love and are so passionate about and have invested in, because just because you like something doesn't make you an expert on it. <laughs> um, but if you have invested in your passion, you have bought and paid for your experience, and it is of value to someone. You are saving someone else the trouble of going from zero to 100 because you've done it for them. And so believing that what you have, what you know, or what you can offer is a value, I think is the, the first hurdle to get over. Uh, and more and more, we're overcoming that. As women and as African-Americans, you know, African-American women are the, grow, the largest growing population of new business owners. So we are starting to jump into that space. But this applies to everyone. Know that if you have given the time, the energy, and the effort to something that you love, it is worth sharing. And so once you overcome that, I think the next challenge that we face is learning on the fly. When you are going through the journey of trying to bring something that you love to the world, there, there are things that, that you need to learn along the way. Um, you know, we were talking earlier about just all the things that we've learned through trial, you know, trial and error, YouTube. I've learned so much from YouTube. Like literally, there's almost nothing that I don't either Google or go to YouTube to learn. That's part of the process. So don't be afraid of the process. Don't be afraid of not knowing. And I think once you overcome those first two hurdles in knowing that you have value and then not being afraid to still be in a learning phase, I think it really opens up the doors for you to press forward. Now, what I don't think people counted on along with the recipes for your food was what you just gave us a recipe for success of knowing your value and your worth and not being afraid to learn. So that was one free recipe, y'all. She just gave you a recipe for success. So as we wrap up this podcast, Chardin, again, I want to thank you so much for your enthusiasm and, and sharing your walk and your journey, how do you got to where you are. Could you please tell us about some of the places, inshallah, you plan on going? How can we find your website again? Where can we get a hold of this ebook? And where do we go from here? Absolutely. So starting out with kind of what my plans are, I have had, like I mentioned earlier, I've had an entire other career working in HR and training. I have a master's degree in adult and organizational learning, and I've used that education and my experience to do training of all types, face-to-face -face facilitation. Um, I've been an e-learning developer. Uh, I have done, you know, webinars, all kinds of training in HR compliance activities. And so what I take from that experience is partnered with the passion that I have for food. So where I want to go is just to the top. I want to take, I want to bring everything that I, I've learned and that I love about food and share it with everyone. But really, like I said, B. Smith is someone who I look up to, you know, the food and the lifestyle. Uh, in addition to being like a foodie and, and doing this blog part of things, I'm also an entrepreneur. You know, this is not the only business endeavor that I'm invested in at this moment uh, in terms of my time and my energy. Uh, my plan is to bring what I've learned about life, <laughs> about business, about marketing, about design, and use that to drive my passion and to bring it out to everyone. And so, 
you know, shardayhassan.com and Real Good Food is really the result of a labor of love. I decided at the beginning of 2018 that I wanted to spend more time exploring my passions. And food is the undying passion that I can never get away from. Even while I spent over 10 years working and training in HR, I never stopped investing in cooking. I never stopped investing in food. And so when you have something that you always come back to, I just felt like it was time to really give it some energy. So you will see me continue to push in, you know, in the food and lifestyle space, but you will also see me continue to work on other endeavors because by nature, I'm an entrepreneur, but one of my passions is in the food space. And so ShardayHassan.com is my home base. That's where you'll find, uh, you know, all the recipes. That's where you can download my free ebook. Uh, and that is also where you can jump out to the other platforms. Uh, the primary platform that you can find me on is Instagram. I love Instagram so much um, because it is a combination of me being able to post photos and information, but also to interact with uh, my followers through my stories, uh, as well as through going live. So what you'll see on my timeline on Instagram is, you know, recipes, tips and tricks. You'll see some of that also in my stories, but you'll also see like my real life, you know, what I'm eating that probably doesn't need to be a recipe, what I'm buying, you know, at the grocery store, how I'm maximizing my budget. Uh, you'll see my children because they're obviously a huge part of, you know, why I cook and also why I'm on a budget. <laughs> Uh, and so, you know, again, ShardayHassan.com is the home base from that. And expect to see more food, more lifestyle, and more entrepreneurship from me in 2018 and beyond. That was so exciting. And all that information was wonderful. I hope that everyone copied it down. If not, um, the links are provided with this interview of the podcast on how they can reach out to you and come and find you on Instagram. And I'm glad you chose Instagram because that's where you get your pictures. And we can see all that delicious food. So I personally thank you for that. But this will wrap up another episode of the Radiant Brilliant Show podcast. I'd like to thank Sister Sharday Hassan once again for coming on to explain her website, Real Good Food, to talk to us about her Stay Ready ebook and all the ventures that she has as a foodie and lifestyle expert. You can find previous episodes of the Radiant Brilliant Show podcast at www.theradiantbrilliantshow.com. Dot com under that same name on Facebook, the TRBS podcast on Instagram and also on Twitter. Thank you so much for tuning in and we will catch you next time. Assalamu alaikum. <laughs>